Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wine and sympathy. Yes. Hi, babes. How you going? Oh, fabulous. Now that we've got a drink. I know. Beautiful. Prosecco. A beautiful birthday gift from Melanie. Melanie. Yes. For myself back in November. Almost. Well, I don't know when this is going to air. It'll be a while. Well, I mean, if it's given to me, you know me. (laughs) I just don't drink that often, but... Um, not that I don't enjoy the drink because I do. That's tested. But this is a beautiful prosecco. We've each got a little strawberry hanging in it. Speaking of that, if there are any listeners out there who have any wines they want us to try or they'd like to give us, <laughs> please contact us via Instagram, even uh, via Twitter and our Facebook page. Yes. Now, Sabi, tell us about our guest today. All right, our guest. The beautiful Jasmine Anderson. I'm looking at her and like making <laughs> eyes at her right now. I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> so Jasmine is a transgendered woman who is a full-time creative director at the Mirror Mirror Hair Artistry, and she's also a model. Jasmine transitioned into a woman over the past five years and is now a voice and mentor for the Brisbane trans community, and I would almost say for the greater community worldwide. Agreed. At least that's the goal. Um, you can find her... Uh, support page Queensland Trans and Allies Support and Social on Facebook and that page is a safe space for transgendered people and allies alike so give that a tick and a like and a check and especially if you are a transgendered person and you need to reach out to a mentor or just someone to talk to Jasmine is here allies anyone who is in support of the trans movement the trans community please get in touch so Jasmine welcome Welcome. Hello. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never heard about myself so much in my life. I do have a sultry voice, so you know. <laughs> and well, also, um, so Jess, I've known you for a while. I met you through modelling and at Mirror Mirror Hair Artistry. What drew you to becoming a, a hair designer, a creative director for hair? Um, so my mum's best friend growing up was a hairdresser and I used to go to the salon and sit basically, I would have been like maybe five or six and just observe everything that went on there. And I basically just volunteered to like sweep the floor, which in hindsight is pretty ridiculous now. (laughs) Because it's a job no one wants to do. But that's how every person who gets into the hair, that's where they start. They start at sweeping floors, yeah. I guess I'm somebody who likes a good chat and being able to make a difference to somebody's life. um, When somebody looks in the mirror and they feel amazing about themselves and I feel really rewarded from that experience. Yeah. Mm. I feel like sometimes in the beauty industry, it's not, uh, we're called beauty therapists, but it's more therapy than... Totally. Therapy. Yes. <laughs> By sitting there and letting somebody ex- exp- 
dispel all of their problems and issues mm. with the world and then walk away with a new do, whether it's on their face or whether it's on, the, on their head. Mm. It's like a, a massive therapy session for them. You know, I, I once had a hairdresser that refused to talk to me. That she is bizarre. It is very bizarre. She wouldn't talk to me. And I think it was because of my accent. So this is back in America, but I have, a, I guess, what's considered a bit of a posh American accent. I don't know. And she wouldn't talk to me at all. Yeah. But then I think that, you know, being able to, you know, being classified as a good hairdresser means that you should be able to adapt your interactions mm. with the people that come in and sit in your chair. So yep. no matter what walk of life they are, exactly. how old they are. Or mm. And I only went to her maybe three times. You've got to read people. You, yeah, you definitely yeah. do need to yeah. be able to read Well, people. and you have to be open, you know. You can't criticise someone for where no. they come from, regardless of whether or not they're different than you. You need to be accepting. Well, you should be. I'm not going to say you need to be, but you should be. But you and need to be. also <laughs> a model as well as a creative director for uh, the Mirror Mirror Hair Artistry. We can find you on Instagram on Jasmine India Rose. Your latest shoot was gorgeous. Uh, it's probably a few weeks from what anyone's looking at it now. But you're wearing this beautiful uh, black dress with, with sort of like a bit of a, is it chic sort of retro sort of style? Mm. Yeah. With the red roses. Oh, yeah, mm. absolutely. I love that. See your your uh, modelling, they have a lot of themes to them. Is that something you deliberately do? Uh, basically, I work in with whatever the photographer is wanting to achieve at that time. But I'm, I guess, being transgender and trying to find your own style and your own identity, I guess I'm more willing to be open and vulnerable, um, you know, in maybe choosing fashion that I never had considered before mm. or having to adapt because of because my body is basically changing. Mm. Uh, so suddenly, you know, I've gone from a size eight and being really skinny to suddenly I'm this curvy woman and now I have to embrace what it's like to be a size 12 to 14 and and find what actually suits my body mm. within that. Finding out you have hips now. Yeah, I have yeah, hips. And, and boobs. And boobs, <laughs> and yeah. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being doing difficult push-ups. <laughs> I should have known, seeing my, you know, seeing my family history and all the women in my family are all quite, you know, curvy type women. Mm. I just assumed that maybe I, you know, because I had been small and short and skinny my whole life, that maybe that was going to be the type of woman I was going to be. But, you know, hormones have got another idea. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's right. The X chromosome and you took over. Yeah. <laughs> that's I was amazing. born for the X chromosome. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's amazing. You recently had surgery um, on yes. your chest. I did. Did. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> five months a few years ago. What does it feel like now compared to say five years ago when you made, made that big decision? Oh, okay. So all I can say is it's been a, an amazing experience for my own self-esteem. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I had my surgery in February and before that, like up till that point, even though, you know, I had been on hormones for like four and a half years, um, you know, I had grown breast tissue. Every time I looked in the mirror, I still saw a boy's body staring back at me. And, you know, the dysphoria that comes from that is quite strong. 
But after I went in, even after I went in for my initial consultation, actually, I left feeling like I was in good hands, somebody familiar with the trans community, somebody who basically put my mind at ease and said, hey, this isn't going to be a, a really drastic or a hard process. And yeah, now when I look in the mirror, I just see the Jasmine that I should have always been from the start, basically. I love that. That's amazing. And I love my boobs. <laughs> I, yes, helps. right? Boobs are great. And it took me a while to understand why men like them. But, I mean, I love mine as well. And mine are unnatural. Well, maybe, no, they're naturally large. They're just very big. Um, and I've thought of cutting them off. I have literally thought of, like, since the time I was 13, I was like, I just want to get rid of them. But I've grown to love them and deal with them. It makes shirt buying a little bit difficult. But Yeah, I can understand that one. Yeah. I have difficulty there as well. Yep. And Suddenly I'm top heavy, but, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we adapt. We adapt to what we're given. Exactly. So now tell us a little bit more about the online community that you've created and what you're doing with that. How long has that been going now? Um, I guess for maybe the last three years. And basically there are a lot of support groups or, or pages targeting trans women but I found a lot of them had more of a niche market. So there was a lot that were, were attracting women, maybe like 50 and above, mm. who obviously are coming into transition at a later age. And then we had a lot of pages talking about trans youth, but nothing to do with that sort of middle age group mm. or, you know, the, basically the age that I'm, age group that I'm in, I'm in, in my late 20s, you know, through to your late 30s, I yeah. guess, mm. where you're going through big life changes as it is. So a lot of people are trying to find relationships and, and things more meaningful to them. And, um, you know, a lot of those people have got young children as well because they've come out of previous relationships. So trying to, trying to find a method in which we can support each other in a positive light um, without kind of being too preachy about our own experiences. So, because everybody's experience with transition is completely different. So, I think trying to band together and show each other that, you know, hey, I've been through this and I've come out the other end and I'm confident and I'm happy and I'm comfortable and you can do that too if you choose to. Um, that's basically what I wanted to achieve with the group. I like how you touch on also educating people who are curious because we are going through such a change in the world that we live. And we're only going to get better as a community and as a whole if we listen to one another. Absolutely. Learn from one another. And I believe the Queensland Trans and Allies Support and Social, which is on Facebook, which you run, also offers education. Yes. Like help. Yeah. For me. Also, yes. Yes, yes for just for the cis population as well, friends and family of people who are transgender. Um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this as well, is that the change isn't just happening to the trans person, it is happening to people within their circle as well. And sometimes we forget that even though things are hard on that person in particular, it can also be very difficult for other people as well. And if they don't have the right resources, then they're not getting the right information. And as a result, then 
quite often they're abandoning these people. So if we can sort of get behind them and put them into touch with, um, you know, medical professionals, um, you know, psychologists, things like that, that we can help to educate the public as to why people are transgender and, and basically the best way in which that we can support them. Yeah. That, you know, I think that's a good thing. Is that even help everybody? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We all want acceptance. Every person in life wants acceptance. So, mm. I mean, you can't just demand that sort of acceptance. You've got to be able to sort of meet people halfway, I think. That's right. You need to have understanding and acceptance. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. All right, on that note, let's take a short break. And then we'll be back with our wonderful guest, Jasmine Anderson. Are you a grown-up who loves Disney? Are you a grown-up who wants all the facts? Are you a grown-up who spends copious hours arguing with friends and family about the deep intellectual properties of your favourite Disney movie? Do you want to delve deeper into the realms of Disney with us? I'm Stacey. And I'm Georgina. And And together, together, we're we're Disney Disney Grown-Up. We are the place to get all of the intellectual debate on your favourite Disney movie. Get all of those fun facts. And a whole heap of raw reactions to all of those interesting Disney movie moments. You can find us where any good podcast is found or on our website, thatsnotcanonproductions.com. Join us for Disney Grown Up. You know you want to. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. And we're back. Jasmine, I've met you multiple times. Not only have you done my hair, uh, but we've done a few photo shoots together. Absolutely. Yes, we have. We have. It's so fun. I think even one of my favourite photo shoots, I was wearing your outfits. Yes, you were. <laughs> Good memory. I know, right? So it's it so much fun. Now, that's about the Brisbane community as a whole, um, as artists. We, we talk to a lot of amazing people that we know. What do you feel about this Brisbane community? I feel like we are an untapped resource of talent. Oh, absolutely. Talent. Yes, there's a lot of talented people within our community in Brisbane. So I think we're often underappreciated because a lot of people would rather, you know, I guess Sydney and Melbourne get a bigger, um, you know, more notice, More recognition. More recognition. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Maybe even after COVID, I've noticed there's been a lot more things coming our way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Has you felt that shift with you being a model? what you do um yes i think so i think i'm more (laughs) i think probably because of my situation as well i'm probably a bit more in demand as well i think as the world becomes more comfortable with trans people then you know that doorway is held open a little bit more so i think um you know i want to show that trans people are in every walk of life and just because you feel like you're uncomfortable and you don't fit in with society in your mind doesn't mean you can't do what other people do so yeah i'm in the beauty industry i'm a model i you know i don't i don't pull any punches basically i am who i am and i want people to see that and and you know if i can do that then other people like me will also follow suit i feel that with everything that happened last year. So we had the pandemic, we had the George Floyd incident. You know, I feel like the world sort of woke up, not to use the term woke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't really like that one, but 
I feel that the world really sort of started to see things differently. Um, you know, BIPOC people were being more accepted, given more opportunities. LGBTQIA plus people were given more opportunities. I, and, and I feel that it took a tragedy for the world Absolutely. to sort of, mm. and with every, like a tragedy coupled with a pandemic because everyone was stuck inside. So all they could do was pay attention. And, and there yeah. were, you know, like, uh, uh, there, was, there were no other main distractions. So they had to see what was right in front of them and what was happening. And it really kind of, it, it changed the way people were thinking and the way they were looking at things. And so uh, I'm assuming, did you feel that as well? Did oh, you? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Mm. Mm. The biggest shift happened, yeah, last mm. year for sure. Did you shut down? How long for? Um, uh, it only really affected us for three days, luckily. What? I guess, I guess, I guess, you know, the pe people believe that hairdressing is a necessity. It's a yes, it's essential <laughs> business. I mean, how can you look, you know, crap? Or, you know, you, you want to look good all the time. If you've got regrowth after two weeks, yeah, you know you're going to want to... And their women came back to see us after that 12 months when we were all kind of shut down. And there was hair that should not have been. <laughs> and it is growing <laughs> a lot. I, yeah, no. <laughs> So, mm. um, you know, people still come, but it's been a little bit more sporadic. Um, people stretch their appointments a little bit further, so they didn't have to come in as come often. In as often. Mm. Um, What's you know, the people average? Are, people are also probably down to one income in a household sometimes, yeah, so that can also affect things. So, What's the average age of your clients, would you say? So I have a very wide clientele, but I guess... I would say I have the most people between like early 30s and late 40s, okay. maybe. Uh, yeah, early yeah. 50s. Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. Your life has taken a, a major A lot of, shift. I guess, people with kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mothers. Yeah. If you get the mothers, you get the kids, and you get the husbands, and you get everyone. Yeah. So it's, a it's, whole it's family. the best way to target them. Do you have <laughs> a special like package deal for oh, families? You yeah. should. <laughs> So your life has taken a major change in the shift that you created when you decided or when you made that move to be a transgender woman. Moving forward from being a, a creative director and a hairdresser, what do you see yourself doing in the next five years? Obviously, you're still going to be a beauty creative. I'll still be in some sort of creative field, for sure. Um, I, know, I know for me personally, without a creative outlet, I would just go insane. <laughs> so, like... Um, yeah, it will be something creative, but I think maybe something that has further study. I'm not sure. I think I think I need to reach out and do something that's going to affect my brain mm. <laughs> and maybe create a bit of change in the world. I, that, I, that's what I want to achieve. I think you're definitely doing that already. I mean, that's really exciting. I can see you up on stage with a microphone in your hand. That would be nice. Yes, <laughs> yes, a motivational speaker, perhaps. Oh, yeah. I, could, I, could, I, could, I could get behind that one. Yeah. Because your laugh is so infectious. Yes, it is. It's great. It's and great. loud. <laughs> well, I mean, it, yeah. I think that's how you know that a powerful person is around, when they have a nice, loud laugh. <laughs> I used to get in so much trouble. Cause I, I do a guffaw, like a... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like yeah. I track my head back. Yeah. And people get so affronted by it. Yeah, I cackle. And <laughs> I'm not. I can snort sometimes. Yeah, right? <laughs> I am not ashamed, yeah, not ashamed of the cackle at all. But no, I think it's great. I think it's great. So I, I have a strange question, <laughs> maybe. Have you ever done hair shows? Yes, I've yes. done quite a few hair shows. Yes, and what are they like? Like I've never been to one. Okay, so honestly, <laughs> <laughs> the creative aspect is amazing, mm. but I would say it's highly stressful. That's 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 the honest approach. Uh, but at the same time, when you can pull, when you when you realise you've pulled it off at the end of the day, mm. you know you feel so amazing about yourself. So. Yeah. Um, it comes with positives and negatives attached. And now, do these... So, I've got lots of questions. Do these hair shows include... Like, like do you actually do a colour during the show? Or do you just do a cut? You, what do you... you it depends on the show, obviously. But yeah. some are cut and colour. Some are creative. So, they can be upstyling, avant-garde. Mm. Um, you know, whatever, sure. whatever, wherever your creative mind allows you to go, basically. I was an avant-garde mo- model for the Melbourne hair show in the late 90s yeah no mid 90s yeah. and um, I had a full head of uh, dreads oh yes gray purple and yellow and they were all wrapped up and down and I came out on stage on a motorbike so wait did they but <laughs> did, did they put the dreads in during the show uh, or no, prior to okay prior okay um, because it takes a lot of effort yeah oh my god those dreads were heavy yeah, they would be. Jeez, that's a yeah. lot of hair. Yeah, I've had full. I've had my full head braided before, and that's heavy too. Mm. Like waist length mm. braiding. Ooh, yeah, yeah no. I had braids once, but I just did like a little crop, like Rachel. Remember the Rachel? Oh, that every, the yeah. Rachel. So I had Everyone that had hairstyle, that mm. and just a little bob. Yeah, it was great, and that was a pain in the ass because I mean I have short curly hair that just sits on top of my head. It doesn't come down. So having hair that was like in your face and down, I was like, oh. It would be, in, yeah. Yeah, be it was annoying. To get used to, I think. Mm. Oh, mm. We could talk about hairstyles forever, but on we that, let's <laughs> short break. Why didn't Harry just shoot Voldemort with a gun? Do all wizards turn into ghosts? How do the owls know where to deliver letters? What actually is magic? And why are all the bad guys in Slytherin? We've checked the books, and the answers aren't there. So if we want to figure it out, we're going to have to do a podcast about it. Podcast Nine and Three Quarters, a show where two sisters, us, delve way too deep into the lore of the Harry Potter series to try and answer all of these unanswered questions. It's a debate series. Half of the time we do real research, and half of the time we make dumb jokes and argue about how we think the story should have gone. Like how Harry definitely should have ended up with Hermione. Or have you considered Ron? Oh, Ron and Harry? Okay, okay, I'm listening. And if you want to listen, you can find our new episodes twice a month on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find great podcasts. And we're back. Now, uh, we are having some fabulous wine and some uh, cheese board here, but we do have a few more questions that we are going to ask Jazz. If you need to follow her, check her out Jasmine India Rose on Instagram. And of course, her amazing group will t- attach all the links at the bottom of this episode for you. Yes, in the show notes. Oh my God. Yeah, we're okay. So, um, and you can tell me if you don't want to talk about this. So, I want to talk about J.K. Rowling. Oh, please. Now, dude. if you, so we're sitting in my lovely office, and if you see, I have her whole suite of books <laughs> and then some. <laughs> I, huge Harry Potter fan. I love J.K. Rowling. I 
was surprised at the comments that she made, mainly because as a straight woman, a cis woman, I don't feel that you have the right to comment on anyone else's experience, right? So the comments that J.K. Rowling made, in a nutshell, were basically saying that trans women were not real women. And my reaction to that was, how do you know you're not a trans woman? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and then and it's, it's confusing for me as well because a woman is a woman is a woman. You know, there's nothing like you have breasts, you're a woman. <laughs> oh, yes. Her comments were made in response to uh, people being allowed to do sports when they were born. Were they? Male. Yeah. Okay. I just Googled it. Okay. Uh, they were born male and they were competing as women later mm. on and they were winning. Her comments were based on it having an unfair advantage. Is this? But oh, okay. So maybe, like, let's relate it back to me. Yeah. Who's okay. also trans. Yes. So. Being born a boy, you obviously get attributed things uh, towards you from the testosterone that courses through your body. So th those type of things are your strength, your agility, that sort of all of that sort of stuff. But once you start taking female affirming hormones, mm. all the muscle tone falls off you, all your strength disappears. So I don't quite understand how they would feel that a trans person would be at an unfair advantage when it comes to a sporting activity. It's just garbage, if you ask me. Okay. Agree. And it's... Yes, yes. And that, just, and like that's if a, just like if a woman was to take testosterone, she would build muscle mass. And so if that... Per in, 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 if you think about it in those terms, if that person who was originally born a female and now identifies as male and has been taking testosterone, if they had their, if, if, you know, if the governments and everything had their own way, that person would have to compete against other women and they would be at an unfair advantage because they are taking... Yes. Yeah. Testosterone. Which, which if, if, a, if a cis person was to take that, it would be classed as an illegal drug a anyway. A steroid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, like, uh -huh. okay, I don't care about sport. <laughs> Neither do I, really. Right. I'm, not really I'm not really sporty. Right. Sorry, Australia. So I personally don't give a shit if a trans woman wants to go and come. It's just sport. Big fucking deal. But uh, obviously for some the, people. Uh, if they're at the top of level of their sporting career, yes. who cares whether they were born a male or a female? Right. And I, I know that obviously there was... Obviously they qualified to become... Exactly, exactly. And I know there was talk when um, Caitlyn Jenner first transitioned where they said that they should take away her awards what? because, yes, they were saying that they should... Because she competed in the Olympics as a man back in the day. And they were saying, well, now that she's a woman, she doesn't deserve to have those yeah. awards. And but I'm she like... she also competed at the as, time as, as a, a man, man against men. Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, uh, and I just think the whole discussion is just kind of dumb, personally, because it, who cares? Lit like, who cares? We're like that, but some people do care. There are people that do What's care. What's the other question you got there? God, I don't know. <laughs> My brain is just like... Um, I guess it all comes down to, we have these issues, these, these polarizing issues about all sorts of things, mm. even in terms of 
what bathroom someone should use and what they shouldn't yes. use. Um, but I'm sorry, but if you know a transgender person is going to a bathroom, they're there to do their business and they're there to, and then they're going to leave. They're not there for any other purpose. And it's no one's so business. I don't know how that is, you know, insulting mm. to somebody else. Mm. And well, and you think about it at home. Do you have male and female bathrooms? No. Right. Things you can sex. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I just I feel that's silly. Um, now you're married. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we're not married. <laughs> <laughs> I've managed to achieve the yes. impossible. <laughs> it is still eluding us. Um, <laughs> how did you meet your husband? Okay, so I met my husband on Tinder of all places. But having said that, I was a month into taking my hormones, so I was very at the very beginning of my transition and mm. I was very protective of myself. And I thought I would use Tinder and, you know, some other sort of chat sites. Grinder. Yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure one. I would have had that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to familiarise myself in how to communicate with the opposite sex. Because oh, now, yeah. suddenly, I'm coming from a different perspective. And I wanted to test if that theory was any different. Sure. And it absolutely is. Yeah. Women, women interact differently with men than they do men interacting with men. Right. So from that perspective, I wanted to see if somebody, if suddenly a man was going to be interested in me for who I am now, mm. as opposed to who I used to be sure. or, or my history up till that point. And I basically talked to him for over a month before we ever caught up in person. And even when we did the first time, it was more of a like a, a friendship type basis. And then from that moment on, I started to feel more comfortable with him that I wanted to spend more time with him because I realised he accepted me for who I was yep. and didn't want to, didn't wish to change me, yep. just loved me for who I was, oh, basically. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, as... so. <laughs> As now presenting as a woman, have you seen differences in how you're treated versus how you were treated? Yeah, and I and I also had that that discussion with people prior to transition. I had a lot of people say to me, "Why would you want to be a woman if you're going to be treated as mm. you know second rate, basically?" Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't, you know, personally, I didn't see there being a divide. In the beginning, uh, until I changed gender, basically, mm. and then suddenly I did see the world in a different light. Yes, and it was a bit shocking, to be honest. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because mm. it's it is a big change to do. Yes, mm. all of a sudden be at the top of the totem. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like if you're white and you decide that you want to be black. Yeah. And you and you're like, oh, but you know everything's fine now. There's no racism anymore. And then, hello, welcome, <laughs> welcome. And, and it's those things that, like, on it, as a woman and as a black woman, you know, people, like, when you say, uh, this has happened to me, oh, no, it's just in your head. That's not real. That's not really how people are. Oh, you may be just misunderstood, yes, exactly. you know. And it's, it's, how do you, you know, it's, you, you beat yourself up because you even don't know how to explain that to people. Even in terms of the type of woman you are. Mm. So... I have always been from the beginning of my transition, you know, I'm a business owner, I 
am very independent. I'm very headstrong. I speak my opinions. I don't hold back. I'm quite a strong type of a woman. Yes. I, I would I would characterise myself as. So there is a difference in how, especially men, perceive how women should be. And sometimes, you know, it's a, it's it's horrible to feel like you could be falling short because suddenly I'm not the 1950s housewife type. Yeah, I like to cook and clean and I I want there to be a um, you know, a 50-50 partnership. I don't want it to be me being a caregiver, looking after you, being your nursemaid for the rest of my life. That's not who I am. I have my own goals. I have my own ambitions. I don't want to apologise for those things. And it can be a bit of a shock when suddenly you're faced with men who, yeah, they say on the surface that they're interested in you, but once you, once it comes down to it, they don't like that, you know, I run my own business. They don't like that. They're intimidated by it. I have my own opinions. They just expect that, you know, my job is to fall into Into place, place. yeah. Take them up. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. And, was, and you said that that was a shock to realise that... I just never really considered it myself. I just thought, hey, I'm going to become a woman and mm. all the things that I wanted in life will just materialise. But that doesn't always happen. Yeah. So, and... You, you need to have so much inner strength to go after what you want and not cave to other people's expectations. Because, uh, you know, a lot of trans people, or I guess a lot of women in general, but a lot of trans women will transition and then may never have a relationship ever again in their life. They, they, to get to that point, I had to really rationalise the fact that I could be alone for the rest of my life. Mm. And that... Me being true to myself was more important than to have a relationship. But then, you know, when you're trying to find that relationship or someone to share your life with, you want somebody who's not going to sit there and, and dictate to you how you should be as a woman. Yes. That's, that's not my and idea of a good type. Did you yourself have your own ideas of how a woman should be or have you just always known that this is uh, who I am? I have probably changed a little bit over time. So I guess it all stems down to what you were like when you were a young child. So I guess it's probably a generalisation, but, you know, every young girl wants to grow up. They want to get married. They want to have the husband, the wife, the the kids, the family, the white picket fence. Yes, yes. Fairy taleish, you know, creation that they've made for themselves, but that's not what real life is about. Right, yes. And I think the older you get, the more you realise that those things that you once deemed so important to you or, or what you should hold yourself to are no longer important. They mm. you can you you can have all sorts of other experiences and be just as happy with your life. Yeah. I used to. Oh my God. I used to dread that reality actually as a child. Like I, you'd hear about the marriage and the children and the white picket fence, and I it made me so sad, and because that wasn't what I wanted. That was not well, 100%. You know, I, I, I honestly, I honestly I wanted to be that by that myself. No. <laughs> I honestly thought that that was what I wanted. Yeah. But you know, if I'm if I'm being true to myself, I think I was in, in love with this idea of love. You know. But I wasn't really, I didn't stop to consider all these other things. Mm. So, yeah, I got married and I had all of that experience. But 
you know, um, my marriage, my, my wedding day was quite stressful. It was, I was having a lot of different feelings at the time than I thought I would. Uh, not that I would back out, but maybe my thought processes were changing a little bit. Like, mm. did we really need to go to this level to have a relationship that was, you know? Yeah. Considered yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah. how much changes afterwards? Mm. My name changed, you know? Mm. I went from being Jasmine and now I'm Mrs. Anderson. So, like, um, that's a big change when you've just changed, like, pretty much all my names previous. Yeah. Like, six months previous, I changed my name. So then I'm going back to change them all over again. Yeah. My, ide- my identity that I worked so hard to create mm. has sort of shifted a little bit and, yeah. it's trying to, mm. and it's trying to find where the comfortability in that is. Mm. Now, with that name change, did you change your certificates as well? Yes. So you did that twice? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, technically, I've done it more than twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was previously engaged to a another partner before my transition and so my surname was changed to his surname and then obviously I transitioned so when I transitioned I changed my my first name my middle names and my surname Mm -hmm. back to my family name Mm -hmm. and then within five months of that I was getting married to my husband and then my surname was changing again oh my gosh a lot of changing a lot of Paperwork. Yes. Well, can I ask a personal question? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you did the um, you did the change. You did the change of life, the change of um, your business. Yep. Marriage. That's ma- massive. Change. Huge. Did you lose any friends? Um. Actually, most people had been very supportive of my change. I I I was initially very surprised about that. I think. As a trans person, you prepare yourself for the fallout, for what's going to happen. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I even thought that some family might, might you know, yeah. say, no, this isn't for me kind of thing. So when I realised that people were just telling me that, you know, they love me for who I am, that, and, and, you know, at work as well, clients just like what I do. <laughs> they yeah. like me as a person. That wasn't going to change. Just the outside of me was changing. And they could get behind that because they could see how much happier I was becoming over that time. So, um, you know, I probably lost a handful of friends, if I'm being honest, but I would have said that they would have been more like acquaintances and not really close friends anyway. And, I mean, if somebody can't accept you for all of you, then they shouldn't have any of you. Amen. We need to get an applause. (laughs) Soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> amazing like that. We push the button. Round, round of applause. Instead. Done. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. All right. Well, shall we wrap this up? All right. Yeah. Uh, We've got a little game. Yes. All right. So we have a little game that we like to play <laughs> okay. called Open Up. And uh, it's a game of questions. Okay. And so. We'll, we usually have, usually we don't play this with our guests, but we love you. So <laughs> you get to play it with us. So we're going to have you pull one of these little yeah. pieces and then you get to read the question and we'll, all three of us will answer the question. Okay. Now, some of these questions are really deep. Some are, huh? Um, <laughs> some are random. Yes. <clears throat> all right. Here we are playing Open Up. Open Up. Oh, <laughs> 
That's what she said. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay, do you want, want me to read it out? Yes, please. What one thing have you not accomplished that you think you'd regret on your deathbed if it remained undone? Ness. Holy shit, why did you go straight to me? <laughs> That's a deep one. That's very deep. Gosh, what one thing have you not accomplished that you think you'd regret on your deathbed if it remains undone? Have we not had this question? We haven't. We've had similars, but not this one particularly. To be honest with you, and of course I am honest, but even though some people tell me a lie, I'm not. Right. Um, everything that I've set out to do, I've, I've achieved. I've, I may not have achieved it to the level of which I, my dreams and my aspirations were at, but I have in some small way achieved it and managed to feel good about myself. Um, but you don't have anything that you want to do that you haven't done yet that you need to do like it ha like you have to do it and if you if you were to die and you haven't done it what? really so you have no more dreams oh i've got like <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i'm saying yeah exactly so so you haven't accomplished them yet you're still working on them so which one of them yeah, so which one of those dreams that you're working on? Okay, okay. A little bit of clarification on that one. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I mean, if I died without at least doing five more movies and plays, mm. five, I'm 45, so I think I've got at least 20 left in me. Yeah. If, I, if I didn't follow the path that I'm on right now, um, then I would be incredibly regretful because my soul needs fuel for it to be as bright as it is. And oh, Jesus. To what? No, I'm just saying that's inspirational. Yeah, inspirational. Oh, More applause. <laughs> I feel it's coming. The past few months, I've, I have actually connected inside and gone, what makes me feel good? What, what can I do to, to continue down this path? And acting, performing, um, even dancing, although I'm petrified to go and dance again. <gasps> do it. You should do it. Mad Dance House. Matt, I'll go with you. Mad Dance House. What, what kind of dancing are we talking here? Oh, pole? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. Right outside, we got poles. We got poles. No, um, <laughs> I really want to get back into, I know it's silly, jazz ballet or even... I'll go do a jazz class or with you. Theater, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll do a class with you. We can go to MAD. I mean, cool. I'll be worse than you, but we could I do it. Exactly. I've done it. But I also feel like part of me is missing if I don't do more dance. So there you yeah. go. Dance. So if you don't do a dance class. <laughs> if I don't dance again properly, that will be the biggest regret. All right. Because I loved dancing. I've done it since I was this big. People, I'm actually gesturing for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I've done it from that big to now. I was more one foot. But <laughs> she's not much bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she literally was at her own head. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> we got there, we got there. All right, Jasmine, what one thing have you not accomplished that you think you'd regret on your deathbed if it okay, remained undone? Oh, oh. name it. Okay, so the first thing would be to complete my physical transformation. So in my opinion, well, I, I don't think I'll be truly 100% happy with myself until I've physically completed, completed, surgically yep. completed my mm. my transition. That would give me a great amount of enjoyment, I suppose. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> not in that respect. I'm like, 
Can we unpack baby, that? <laughs> I would like to go a little bit deeper with that. <laughs> um, so the second one would be maybe to do something in which I could really inspire some more change within the world on a bigger scale. So whether it is, I don't know, TV, uh, Film? I documentaries, I don't know, Ooh, something, a documentary. Something, something to do with, I guess, the trans community, mm. as, you know, and being able to help bridge the gap uh, that still remains within society mm. um, about how people are treated and inadequacies, yes. and um, that would also be good. And the third thing, for me, probably to have children, I guess. <laughs> okay, uh, stop. <laughs> you are going so well. Not necessarily my own children, <laughs> but like to take some somebody out of a, you know, less than savory situation sure. and help build their life and, and give them a stable environment in which they can grow and they can achieve their goals. I'm completely available for adoption. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. In Australia, there's a lot of wonderful foster groups and mm. children of so many communities need you. So if you want to be a foster I think too, like, there's this part of me, there's this part of me that feels like um, if I was to die tomorrow, what would be left to remember me by, basically? And I think that's the only thing that, well, that's, the only thing but you know that that's the connection i think to having children or um, building a legacy yeah yeah having somebody mm. to tell stories about mm. who you used to be otherwise you just disappear mm. like you the never witness. existed that's what youtube videos are for no absolutely <laughs> i love that beautiful answer mm, it's lovely all right asabi <sighs> what one thing have you not accomplished that you think you'd regret on your deathbed if it remains Writing my screenplay. Oh, tortured artist. What sort of screenplay are we talking? So I have this idea for a film that I've had for years. And starring me. <laughs> no, <laughs> starring me, but she's <laughs> in it. <laughs> Ness is in it. Um, she has a big role. Um, <laughs> and I. <laughs> Off screen. <laughs> no. Um, okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, bring it back. Calm down. <laughs> so it, it's a story that I've been wanting to write for years, literally for years. And I've just never, I just, like, I've written the treaties for the, uh, the not the treaties, the, the, the treatments. I've done that, but I have not just sat down and just laid out the story. It's all in my head. Yeah. It's all literally in my head. And, and I've even, I've mentioned it to, I have a friend, I have a number of friends who are filmmakers, and I, I had a conversation with one filmmaker and went through it, and she was like, that is a great story. Why haven't you written it? I don't know. And I have it. And so that, that's my legacy. That would be my legacy. That would be my regret if I don't get this out and get well, it done. Well, once you started it, it yeah. yeah, you won't have any sort of, Closure mm. until you finish that. Yeah, exactly. No, please don't do that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm writing, I'm writing. You want to just see your part, don't you? Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's a big part. See? Ish. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys.
pleasure for us having you here. Thank you so much for talking to us and being so honest and open. Mm. Don't forget to follow her on Instagram at Jasmine India Rose. And her Facebook group. I can't remember the name. <laughs> link at the bottom there. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. And this is Asabi. And my name is Vanessa. And we're Wine and Sympathy. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.